0: Good morning, my name is Molly Chenault, and I'm the Public Services Librarian at the Emporia Public Library. Uh, we're in Emporia, Kansas and today is September 10th, 2020. Um, so if you could say your name and tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: My name is Katherine Martin and I work at Newman Regional Health as the events coordinator part-time and I'm also a graduate student at Emporia State University. I do an internship on campus at the Student Wellness Center on Tuesdays and Thursdays.
0: Great, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Could you tell me a little bit about when you first heard about coronavirus?
1: Yes, I actually very specifically remember being at my internship site in March and um, talking with a lady there, just we saw a bunch of stuff on social media all of a sudden. It, It just really felt like all of a sudden people were started to freak out about this and it was something that seemed so far away before that like we, i had heard about it maybe briefly but it like didn't even cross my mind that it would affect us you know it just seemed like something that didn't matter or would pass or wouldn't come to our country and then all of a sudden it was i think it was like i think some people were on spring break some people were about to be on spring break but it was like a Thursday because I know exactly where I was. And it just felt like, oh my gosh, you know, I had to start thinking, okay, do we need to cancel events? Do we need to, you know, I started thinking about work and I'm the events coordinator and we have big events that were going to be coming up. And so all of a sudden it just felt like this wave of panic. And like, I felt like I had to spray everything and wash my hands all like, just frantically, even though it hadn't necessarily made its way to us yet, but it just felt like all of a sudden it hit.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard similar things from other people, so it's, it did feel very sudden in March. So do you have children or extended family that stay in your home?
1: Um, I have
2: a roommate, and we have cats, but um, that's the
1: only people in my home.
0: Has the, has the pandemic affected, like if you, if you usually go to see your family or your friends and things like that?
2: At first it did because my parents and siblings live in the Kansas City area. And so, you know, in March I was, you know, I, I see them a lot. They're really important to me. And so I, you know, it'd be like every other week or
1: at least once a month I would go see them or, you know, we would make an effort to see each other. And So in March and April, I just really felt like I couldn't see them. And that was really hard because, you know, I was used to seeing them all the time. So we were trying to, like, communicate still. And, you know, at that point, I was very paranoid about it, too. So I didn't want, like, even if I felt like I could go see them, it just still didn't feel right. So that was for a little bit. And then after time, we just kind of said, you know, we need to see each other and we'll just be careful.
0: So when did the virus first become real to you? Or when did it first start to affect um, your personal life?
2: I would say that same day I was talking about earlier, it was a Thursday. And I, like I told you earlier, I work at the hospital on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, I called my boss at the hospital and I was like, this seems to be approaching us. She was like on her way back from vacation or something. And she said, I wasn't going to bother you today because you're at your internship, but." Yes. I mean, I think we need to seriously consider we had an event that was scheduled for April. And so we talked about, okay, like, you know, this is only a few weeks away. Do we need to cancel it? So basically that next day we had decided that it was the best decision to cancel the event that year. And so that was a really tough decision, but that's when it became real, you know, that it was kind of affecting my job as the events coordinator that, you know, we had to cancel probably our second biggest event of the year. And then it very quickly just became more real after that, when we decided to cancel our biggest event and fundraiser, you know, and then everything else working at a hospital, you know, it's just, you start to see the differences and everyone, you know, you have to wear a mask, which is understandable, but it just changed the entire dynamic. And my job went from you're the events coordinator to you are collecting masks from the community for the hospital, you're counting these, you're trying to support the morale of, you know, the, the frontline workers, because I'm non-clinical, but I was able to, you know, try and organize things to help them feel supported. So it just, it was a very quick switch from events to morale and mask counting, basically.
0: So your, your entire job basically changed at that point. Yes. How did you feel like emotionally about that change besides the anxiety about um, the pandemic in general?
2: Yeah initially I was really worried that you know if the hospital had to get rid of any person I would probably be the first one they could get rid of because events coordinator you know obviously we don't need that right now. So that was my initial fear. I was I had anxiety about the pandemic but then going to work I was scared that you know, my boss would call me in or HR would call me in and just say, you know, you're furloughed or you're, you know, we'll let you know if we ever need you again type of thing. And so I was really nervous about that at first. And then we did get an email company-wide that just said, we're not letting anyone go. Um, You know, this this is, we want to support our employees right now, which was a really big deal because a lot of people weren't able to do that. So I was very grateful for that. But it was scary at first, like as far as my job. And then I was scared to like, if I were to contract it at work, spread it to my roommate, to my friends, to my family, you know, I just, there was always that fear and it's still there. I mean, but it's just, I guess we're used to it now.
0: Right. It's been such a long time that.
2: Six months, which is crazy. Yeah.
0: It kind of feels like March never ended. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh, So what things did you notice that uh, changed right away? And how did you feel when things like the school shut down and uh, different shops and restaurants closed?
2: So when school shut down, it didn't really affect me because all my classes were already online. So the only big change I had was with internship. Um, So I'm a counseling student. So I was going to an office, people were coming into the office and we were talking. But at that point in the middle of March, they sent us all home and said, you're going to do Zoom with your people. And some clients were totally fine with that. And some were like, no, you call me when this is over. So that was kind of like, I guess that affected me. But at the same time, I'm grateful that I didn't have a big change with classes. I was still kind of able to do my internship. And then as far as things closing down, I think it was just really shocking, you know, like it's. It made me really worried for our community, for the business owners, especially small business owners that it's they already invest their entire lives into their business and you know worry and stress and you know everything else initially and then you add in a pandemic and they have to close like that just that rocks their entire world and so I think it kind of made me realize how lucky I am, and it also just made me feel like oh my gosh, is this ever going to end? You know, we, we need to protect our small business owners. And something else I didn't say, and this is kind of random, but I was supposed to move at the end of March.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then all of a sudden they decided we're shutting it down. Like when they said stay at home order, you know, my initial thought of that was like, you are not leaving your house, you know? And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have to move before this happens. And so that was set to take place. I think it was like March 25th or 26th, somewhere around there. So I was supposed to move like the, the very end of March, like the next week. And so I, I had to ask my landlord, Hey, is there any way I can move in the 24th, like before the stay at home order? Cause I was scared. I was going to be breaking some kind of rule. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of, it made me super nervous. And so I was like, can I please just move up? And luckily he was very nice and like didn't even make me pay for the extra days or anything, but it was just, that was something that was like really frantic.
0: Do you think it was because there was misinformation out there or there just wasn't enough information about um, like what a stay-at-home order would actually mean for people?
2: Yeah, I think a little bit of both. So I don't, maybe I didn't see any misinformation per se, but there was just, you know, when you hear stay-at-home order, you think you have to stay at home. You know, like I was picturing like a lockdown situation, like you're not leaving. Um, and then, you know, the more that I, once news releases started coming out from like our local newspaper and radio stations, and things like that, you know, it was saying like you can still like go to the grocery store and do what you have to do. You know, just, like, basically don't go hang out with your friends. Like, don't do extra things. Like, just do what you have to do. And so I think it just took a minute for me to process what it was and to get all the information I needed.
0: Where do you normally get your, like, your news and your pandemic information right now? So
2: typically the first thing I see is, like, on social media. You know, if I'm, like, scrolling through some, like, Facebook or something and I see either like our local newspaper, the Gazette, or some, you know, some random person, I don't even know, share something about it, then I'll normally click on it, or it'll take me like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to do research on this, and so I guess like initially it's brought to my attention on social media, and then typically I will get things from the Gazette, Um, you know, KVOE is another go-to for me, which is our like local radio station news and sometimes I see things from you know bigger like KSNT and you know stuff like that. But normally I look at the local stuff because they share enough of like the statewide stuff for me to kind of know what's going on. And it's easier I think for me to grasp when I hear it locally.
0: Do you feel like you've had a good variety of uh, reliable news sources? Do you feel like you're getting enough information and that it's pretty accurate?
2: It's so hard to know. I think that's one of the things I struggle with a lot is that I know, you know, in general, I like to assume people are doing the best they can. And so I'd like to think that like, you know, our governor, like I think she's doing awesome things and I think she's doing the best she can with the given circumstance, you know, like no one expected this to happen, (laughs) you know, it just kind of happened. So I think I want to assume we're getting all the right information from the local sources. Like I tend to trust those. I really do. And not to get political, but if I see the president say something, I don't necessarily believe it right away. I want to like hear it from either the CDC or from, you know, even a local news source. I trust more. I just don't, if he says something,
0: I'm like, he could just be saying this. Well, it's always better to fact check your sources anyway. And was there anything that, so we've talked a lot about the immediate changes. Was there anything that changed so slowly over the last six months that you didn't notice it at first maybe?
2: I think just what our norm is now. You know, if you think about it, it just feels normal for us that we wear a mask everywhere we go and that you go in this Walmart exit, you come or entrance, you go out this exit, no ifs, ands, or buts, like they're watching you, you know, and I think there are just little things like that, you know, even the mask wearing, like at first we were like, oh my gosh, we all have to wear a mask, now it's just normal, if you're not wearing one, you're like, "Ah, why aren't they wearing a mask, you know, it's like, it just, all these things that seemed so foreign are now just completely normal, and I think the social distancing thing. Like I think that's a big thing that at first just didn't like, I don't know, maybe it was just because at first you were literally secluding yourself from other people. You were doing Zoom videos. You were doing like everything virtual. And then when we started getting back together again, we're having these meetings, but in a meeting room that would normally fit 30 people, you're seating five people all spread out. So I think that that's one of the things that took me a while to be like, oh my gosh, this is what social distancing is. This is what it looks like. And this is, you know, I don't know if that answered the question very well, but.
0: No, it did. So what is your like job situation like currently?
2: So currently at work. um, So on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at the hospital, I am. So like I said, our big fundraiser got canceled. And so we had to figure out are we canceling everything to do with it are we revamping it you know what are we doing and so basically it was a lot of creative thinking and you know so just recently we decided okay we're we used to do this kickoff barbecue every year before our big fundraiser we would have a barbecue in in may sometimes in July but basically it was in the summer months and then it would lead up to it would be like okay it's denim and diamond season which is the name of our fundraiser so we decided this year we're doing a barbecue but it's not going to be the kickoff it's just going to be the denim and diamonds barbecue and it's going to be drive through delivery and carry out only and you know there's some logistics that still need to be worked out which is what I'm currently working on so you know yes, my job as events coordinator for a while felt completely pointless. Now we're kind of picking back up into one, you know, what can we start planning already for next year? And two, what does like, you know, doing something like a drive through and delivery barbecue look like? And, you know, how can we still try and raise funds this in a safe way? And another thing that we really had to think about was, what are we comfortable asking the community for? Because so many people are either out of a job or their job has changed or, I mean, everyone's stressed and to some level and, you know, everyone's life has been affected. So we just really had to consider, you know, like straight up saying, like having an auction, we considered doing an online auction. And then we were like, we don't even want to go ask businesses, will you donate something right now? Because, like I stressed earlier, these small businesses and people that normally are huge supporters of our event are really going through it right now. So we just didn't feel comfortable asking these people to help us. You know, we want to help the community and yeah, we still need to raise funds for our, you know, we designate a different fund every year and you know, this year it's like a therapy services thing. So yeah, we still need to raise funds for that, but at the same time, like you know asking people to make donations as they can or providing a barbecue where they would still be getting a meal is way different than just saying hey can you give us an item you know so we just really had to think about things differently and you know i think my boss sometimes right now is trying to think okay what projects do i have that i can give to catherine because you know my job does look so different and mm-hmm. normally The months prior to this, I would have been so busy with planning our big event, you know, just barely even sleeping, just like that's all you think about. That's all you do. And then all of a sudden, you're not doing that. And so I think a lot of it, I think that's an aspect that has changed. That's something we're trying to do now. But I think deciding on this barbecue was something that kind of helped give my job meaning again, in a way. Um, So yeah.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people have had to pivot lately. I know that, and I'm trying to figure out what's what's even um, safe and not a huge risk to do. I think the Juanas did a similar thing with they turned their annual pancake breakfast into a drive-through. Yes. And a lot of people came out for that because people still want to support others in the community. It's just trying to figure out how you can do that in a safe way.
2: Yes. And seeing them do that actually kind of gave us like, okay, if they could do it, you know, maybe we could figure out a way to
0: do it. So when do you think that life will get back to normal?
2: I don't know. I do think about this a lot though, because I wonder if we will ever go into the grocery store again without a mask. You know, I, sometimes I really wonder that. And I, I think we will go back to normal probably sometime next year, hopefully (laughs) And I think it's really going to depend on our numbers. Like recently the infection preventionist in the hospital told me that like 2% of people in Lyon County had been diagnosed with COVID-19. And so whether we somehow contain it, like if if people take it serious, social distance, wear masks, whatever, and the numbers drop down and it goes away, great but at the same time one person goes to Kansas City to see their family like I do gets it brings it back you know it just it's so hard for me to think when is the end because it just feels so far off so I really like I've been telling myself 2021 2021 but in reality we've been doing this for six months and there's really hasn't been a huge like get better phase of this like we haven't seen a decrease really. I mean, occasional, but it's gone back up. You know, it just, mm-hmm. So I think if a vaccine is developed and people actually use it and, okay, this is, I'm making this so complicated, but I don't even know the answer. Like this is just, I think masks will become an accessory. Like it's going to be something that people wear maybe every flu season, maybe, You know, maybe it's every time you're somewhere where there's more than 50 people, maybe. But I think in some capacity, we're going to have the masks around. But then, you know, the actual virus going away, I don't even know. I think it's just going to take, you know, some people take it serious. Some people don't care. And I think that makes a big impact, too. So Long story short, I don't know. Hopefully next year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't think anybody really knows for sure. Yeah, so true. So how has the coronavirus impacted your relationship with family and friends?
2: I think in the beginning, um, it brought a little bit of stress because, you know, I was used to seeing my family. I wasn't able to see them. And they if you believed any sort of different way... Like about what you should be doing, then it then it got awkward. You know, like my mom was like, I don't or my grandma specifically. She was like, just we can still hug, like it'll be fine. And I'm like, Grandma, you're more susceptible because you're old. Like, we can't just be doing that. And so some people just don't care or just think they're it's not gonna affect them, or just say whatever. So I think the difference in opinion on what we should do. Like one of my very close friends, like the first you know, a few weeks, this was going on. I was, I stayed home pretty much, except, you know, I saw um, my boyfriend sometimes, and, you know, he had a roommate at the time, so sometimes I would see his roommate and his girlfriend. Besides that, like, it was very limited, and, but a different friend that, like, you know, she worked at a nursing home at the time, I worked at the hospital, you know, she was just, like, trying, always trying to get together, and I just told her, like, no, I'm not ready. Like, you know, and so I think that that difference made it weird for people because then when I finally did go do something, she was like, I never, I thought you'd be the last one to come around, you know, and it just like, I was like, okay, whatever. I, I didn't care that she said that, but it just showed that like everyone believes differently about it. And at this point, a lot of people are doing social things anyway. And so they just, you just have to do it in a smart way. Like, you just have to keep distance as much as possible. You know, if you notice anyone has symptoms, like, get the heck out of there. And, you know, just being really careful. And so I think that initially it just was a lot of awkwardness. And now I think I'm on, my friends, family, and I are all on a similar page of, at, at one point I said, like, mental health is just as important as physical health to some extent. So seeing my family is like good for my mental health. If when I don't see my family for a while, I get stressed, I get irritable. I like, it's just like, it's self care for me to see them. And so I was like, at at some point you have to still take care of yourself or I'm going to drive myself crazy before this virus even gets to me. So I think that that was the initial issue kind of with my friends and family. And then eventually we got more, we kind of got into a group, I guess
0: speaking of mental health how has the pandemic impacted your emotional well-being
2: it's definitely been anxiety inducing stressful you know there's like a time in basically every semester where i get really stressed out about school but i feel like those episodes of extreme stress have become closer together you know harder to console i guess like I used to know, like, okay, if I just do this, then I'll be able to calm down. And now it just feels like the world feels hopeless. And I know that it's not like, you know, the rational side of me is able to say, you know, this isn't forever, we're going to get through this. But, you know, sometimes my mind is like, freaks out about it and just thinks like, anyway, not great. Like, it's just, it's been stressful. It's been hard. And I'm obviously a big proponent of mental health and like emotional health, cause I'm, you know, going into counseling. But I just think that there's definitely been a lot of stress that people don't know how to deal with because no one truly knows what's going on with the pandemic. Like it just, it's something that's so unknown to
0: us. And then do you, have you seen anything positive come out of, of the current for lack of a better word, mess that is going on?
2: You know, one thing that really sticks out to me as a positive was the Greater Emporia Area Disaster Relief Fund. And I just like, it, it makes me so happy because they started this fund, you know, whatever, to support local businesses and, you know, like I said, the, those are the people that like really need our help. And so people that have the capacity and that want to give were able to and know that it was going directly back into our community. And so that was something that I thought was really cool. You know, and I think in general, this craziness has brought out some really bad in people, but it's also brought out some really good, you know, like, just recently, there's like a thing going around on Facebook called like sprinkles where like people are randomly giving each other gifts or like trying to make each other's day better. And um, so I think they're just, I think it's made people more human and more wanting to do little things they can to make each other happy. And I guess just nicer to each other to some extent. I mean, you still see the bad and some of the bad still has been exacerbated because that's not the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Because of this, you know, like some people are so stressed or like angry that they just take it out on other people, but it really has brought out some good in a lot of people.
0: Is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to mention before we wrap up?
2: Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I just think, I guess, I hope that people take it serious and we're able to move past this, you know, because even like one of my very close friend's mom died of COVID. And so some people think it's fake or think it's a conspiracy or think this isn't actually happening. When we're seeing it at the hospital, we have a, we had to turn a simulation lab into the COVID unit, you know, and then, you know, friends are losing family members or are scared for their, the health of their family. And so I just hope that Those that don't feel they have anything to worry about, still take it serious for the sake of others. Anyway, there's my little piece to the world
1: um, (laughs) insert.
0: Thank you. And thank you for taking the time to join us
1: today.